You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Mariah and friends. Minimize the fear. Expand your awareness. All right. Welcome back to the Salty Sex Cast. Another fun week. Well, another two weeks, right? Because we're only producing an episode every other week. So thank you for joining us. It is Mariah here. And I have a fun guest. I'm really excited to introduce this guest. Um, It's probably uh, someone that you can all relate to. And um, we're going to hear about some really interesting stories. I'm excited to hear at least. I've been sitting on the edge of my seat about these, but welcome, Jason. You want to say hi to everyone? Hey, everyone. Glad to be here. This is awesome. Um, So Jason was introduced to the podcast by another friend of ours, and um, we started chatting back and forth, and there was just a lot of relatability. I think all of us have gone through this struggle and Jason agreed to come on the show and talk about it for everyone else to just say, Hey, it's out there. We're all going through this. We're all, um, stumbling around in the dark as I'd like to say, right. Right. (laughs) Trying to figure it out for for ourselves. So, um, tell me a little bit or tell us, um, kind of, what was the reason you reached out to me? Well, um, with uh, our friend, uh, Andy, um, kind of introduced me to the podcast, and I've really enjoyed listening to all the episodes. Um, like I said, I went back to like, that is where I'm at. Um, and I just thought, you know, this is somebody that I could probably ask those kind of goofy odd questions of what am I doing now? And so getting into polyamory, um, just new to it a couple of months. I've been married for 18 years to my wonderful wife and uh, didn't know kind of where, where to go, where, how to navigate dating. What's changed in the last 18 years that I don't know about, you know? Uh, and so I reached out to you and said, help me, Mariah, you, you guys have got to know something about this. And here we are. Yeah. Um, you know, you talked a lot about, uh, cause you and your wife had decided to explore ethical non-monogamy mm-hmm. and you know, how easy it was for her to connect with people online, to probably have an overflowing inbox of people interested. Right. Yeah. And then you were finding some not so pleasant sides of online dating for the male audience. Right. Right. Um, so we both, I jumped into dating apps um, a little bit before her and started the fishing process or whatever you want to call it. And I, I was coming up empty handed, you know, I was swiping right or checking yes or whatever it was, depending on the app I was using and uh, not matching with anybody. And I thought, gosh, this is really hard. Uh, And then uh, my wife gets on and she goes to just one dating app. And as soon as she gets on that one, she's got full inbox 
we're talking like 30 messages at once, you know, and she's looking over at me going, oh, my gosh, what did I do? And I'm like, I don't know, but pass some of that my way. And uh, come to find out, uh, men and women have a whole different thing that happens within those dating apps. Uh, I was getting when I was hitting people, they ended up being uh, either a catfish or uh, a bot or um, somebody that was looking to hook up for money. And it's like, uh, no, I'm looking for a relationship. I want a friend. I want partner, you know, and yeah, then, companionship. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hello. For. You know, I, I want an adult friend of nothing else out of all of this with Polly, you know, is just to be able to hang out with people. Cause you know, 18 years, I have uh, a wonderful six year, 16 year old daughter and a 12 year old son. And that's kind of been my social circle for, you know, at least 10 years. So I don't have that. So just to find other people is great. Uh, and then you have my wife on the other hand, that's getting hundreds of, you know, sharks as we've now determined them, you know, and blood in the water, fresh blood, you know, uh, and hers are a lot of guys that end up throwing out the dick pics early on and, Oh gosh, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah. And then on top of that, she's getting, um, guys that are just wanting to hook up and, um, she's even had guys that she thought were really cool that ended up being complete flakes. Okay. Um, so one of these dates, uh, ended up being a positive, um, in the long run of things. Uh, she had, um, actually gone to the store and the, the whole plan was to go out on a picnic and do like finger foods. And this guy was a musician and loved music. So they were going to, uh, pull out the, the beats pill and just play music at a park and, you know, talk about music and stuff. Uh, well, he ended up not showing up and, uh, my wife texted me and she said, I am being ghosted. Mm. And I said, I'll be there in five minutes. So I went up there and we ended up on a date together. So it was like, I will come to your rescue anytime. So if this doesn't work, tell me the guy ghosted you and I'll be there in a heartbeat. So that was fun because it was kind of like the knight in shining armor kind of thing for her. Um, (laughs) So that was awesome. Uh, So she's having a a real rough time as far as finding guys that are actually going to connect. So it's weird Mm -hmm. to see the dynamic there. Um, But there's hope because she can end up finding guys that will eventually be that type. She's got a couple that she's uh, talking to and if it weren't for the family coming down with COVID, she would have probably gone on a couple of dates. But uh, I ended up testing for positive, positive for COVID and house went on lockdown for two weeks. It was awful. Yes. We, had, we had plans and everything. And it was like, oh, no, this changes everything. Um, but uh, we're on the mend. And so we've got things planned out. Um, one of the things about polyamory that I think is kind of cool is uh it opens up communication. Um, yeah. Amazing communication. It has to, or it crumbles really fast. So even if it doesn't, it's not going to be there long enough to know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It was one of those things that now we're talking about um, 
our schedule, our plans more, what we're doing for work. Whereas those were just kind of a everyday gimme kind of thing of, you know, you work these hours, I know you're going to be home, blah, blah, blah. Now it's, you know, I work these hours, we need to figure out what weekends or family time and what's all right, and we're back, you know, good old technical issues. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. So, uh, yeah, so now that uh, COVID has now run its course in the house, we're, we're back to, you know, communication. I think that's what we were talking about um, yes. and how we communicate and we're talking more and we're talking about scheduling and we're talking about um, planning out rules. That's another thing with Polly is you have to set up rules and boundaries and, Again, 18 years of marriage, what's okay, what's not okay. Um, and it's really been interesting to talk that out. And we've ended up talking about uh, like my interests. I would really love to find, and anybody that's listening that's in Utah, uh, I would love to find a goth girl. Oh my goodness. Because Ooh. to me, that's, that's sexy as all get out. Uh, <laughs> I said that to my wife uh, and she just looked at me like, are you kidding me? Why have you never said anything? And I said, because that's not your style and 18 years of marriage, you're not ever going to do that. So I bring it up. So she's like, oh, okay, good point. And right after I brought that up, we went to a shoe store um, here and there was a goth girl cashier and she came over to start talking to us. And I looked at her. And then I looked over at my wife and she looked back at me and she's like, oh my goodness. And I'm like, I'm not talking to her. I can't. Be my wingman. Yeah, I'm like, babe, come over here. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, um, but successfully, you know, um, my wife's probably got, I jokingly say 10, but it's probably not that many, but um, quite a few, both men and women. Um, my wife has been bisexual since before we were married um and that's kind of that extends her pool of availability as well right right but for some reason dating apps don't usually take that into consideration it's really odd it does it's really interesting and and i would say online dating um so limiting you have yeah. to say, you have to be committed to one or the other, unless you want to make multiple profiles. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, one that I did find, and I don't know if we can plug them or anything, um, but uh, okay. Cupid does a pretty good job of the polyamory community. Um, wow. There's actually check boxes that you can put polyamory and stuff on there. So that's kind of nice. Um, and then another one, um, that my wife found first was called Field, uh, F-E-E-L-D. Um, and that one kind of a little bit does the poly stuff. Um, but uh, I found that organically it works so much better. And so finding like Facebook groups that are polyamorous, um, there are polyamory support um, groups that you can be a part of that you're not so – you're not. Yeah, you're not looking to date anybody, but you can literally go on there and say, okay, I'm having uh, nervous anxiety about my my partner going out on a date. And you'll get so many responses back of that's normal or, you know, the support that you really need. Um, and through that, I've actually been able to find um, 
a couple of folks that I've talked to uh, and uh, really funny story. Uh, well, two, actually, I've got one that has become what I lovingly refer to as my Christian gray. She, <laughs> I love it. Yes. Okay. She, I know what you're talking she about. Is when you say that. Fantastic. She's uh, she's experienced in poly and we've become really good friends. Um, she's literally like, messaged me every single day while I had COVID, like, how you feeling today? How are things going? So really, really good friend. Um, and she let me know of about a, um, a polyamory group birthday thing that they were holding at a, at a bar up in Salt Lake. Uh, and she's like, I wasn't going to go, but are you planning on going? I was like, well, I wasn't going to go, but if you go, I'll go. And, uh, she's like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, I'm going to bring my husband and we're going to do a carpool and we're going to have a couple other people. And I'm like, Oh, cool. Well, who are these other people? And she goes, well, okay, let me try and break this down. She goes, so it's my husband, my boyfriend, his wife. And then it's also my girlfriend. And I went, okay, so we've got one, two, three, four other people in the car. And she goes, well, five. And I'm like, okay, let me, okay. I think I got it. So She's like, we're going to go to dinner before you'll get a chance to meet everybody. And so here I was being incorporated into this polycule. And it was so cool because they were all very nice with me there. I was the youngest. And that's saying a lot since I'm 42 years old, 43. Ooh. Um, and they all were just kind of like, oh, you're the young pup. And how long have you been in poly? Oh, we'll be a couple months. Oh, you're young there too. And they really just were very nice about everything. And um, we went to this bar and it was a great time. Uh, and I ended up buying this other girl a drink while I was there and talked to her for a little bit. And then I came back over to the polycule and all of them, their eyes were as big as saucers. And they're like, well, did you get her number? Are you going to see her again? And it was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is awesome. It was so cool to have that experience. And uh, so I would suggest that anybody that is, you know, just starting in the poly community or whatever, just find a, a couple of friends that can take you under their wing and show you what a polycule is like and how really supportive and wonderful that that is. Model that healthy behavior, you know, of communication yeah. of, of, you know, really just supporting one another within that. I think that's really what made it not so scary for myself too, as I had some people, you know, Pamela being one, I was like, okay, this isn't as kooky as crazy. It's not, you know, all these people who are like sex crazed. It's, it's a little safer. And it just gave me permission to be like, all right, I'll explore. I'm not looking for anything. I don't have my, you know, wish list or anything I'm like specifically going for, but you know, we have very vastly different, um, experiences. So you and your spouse, um, went to separately to find a partner, mm -hmm. different partners, um, where my spouse and I went, explored it together. You know, it was an activity we always did together. And it's something I'm always still like, I would be totally fine with him wanting to do that separately and find a female partner and another female partner. Um, this point in my life, I am partnered up. 
I don't need any more at this moment, but I also work three jobs and the podcast. And there's just a few other things that just, um, right now isn't great, but I would be more than happy for my partner to not feel secondary right now because my career is taking off, you know? So it's just kind of one of those things I'm like, don't miss out. This isn't because I don't want to give it to you now, but I also recognize that's a need. And I'm very much happy if you want to explore that need. So that was, that's my own personal experience, but, um, I'd love to hear, you know, what kind of got you guys there after 18 years of marriage? Well, um, a bumpy road, as a matter of fact, um, it was, uh, we've been seeing a counselor together as a couple, as well as separately for about two years. And, um, I'm not sure exactly how the conversation eventually got there, but, uh, my wife actually told the counselor in one of the sessions that we were having, she's like, I just watched this show about polyamory and she's like, you know, I'm bisexual and there is just some things that Jason doesn't have that I would like. Uh, and I was like, okay, I know where you're going with that. I can see that. And uh, then the counselor turned to me and he goes, well, Jason, what do you think? And I'm like, I've never even thought about this before. Mm. I don't know. Um, and so he's like, okay, well, why don't you chew on that a little bit and, and come back, you know, next, you know, two weeks and, and we'll discuss it a little bit more. And what ended up happening was I wanted to learn more. I was like, okay, what is this all about? And so I'm kind of like a pit bull when it comes to new information or something. I, I jump in with both feet and literally start reading up. And so I got into these poly support groups. I reached out to a lot of friends that um, might know that community or whatever. I talked to people that were just single that it was like, what is it like to date, you know, in this day and age, you know, <laughs> completely yeah. different than what I'm used to. Um, and uh, we ended up talking for the first time, my wife and I so openly, um, like two days after that. And I was like, you know what, babe, I'm okay with you doing this. Um, but or does that mean that you're okay with me doing this as well? You know, this, we got to make this kind of an equal partnership. And she's like, well, yeah. So our backgrounds are completely different. Um, my wife um, was very sexually active at a young age. Um, she grew up Mormon, but she grew up Mormon in California. So a lot different than wonderful Mormon culture here in Utah. Um, whereas I grew up in Utah, I have had two sexual partners. I had my wife and then I have my ex-wife. That's it. So, uh, my wife kind of looked at me and she said, you know what? You've only had two partners in your life and you've been very vanilla because you grew up Mormon. So yes, I'm okay with this because probably need a little bit of experience and it would probably help us overall. So that's kind of how he got started. <laughs> kind of, uh, it's, uh, it's been an interesting road because she's, um, 
just getting her uh, master's in clinical he mental health, and she wants to become a sex therapist. And well, as a sex therapist, you probably ought to know about polyamory. So yeah. why not? Why not live it? So uh, it's been a growing experience for her because I've done the research, and then I go to her with I've come home with pages of vocabulary words, yeah. and I said, okay. I've learned this stuff. Now let's see how much of this, you know, before I tell you what it is. And so we've done that a couple of times and mm. she's still um, defining what she feels our relationship is as far as, are we polyamorous? Are we ENM, you know, and where that all lies because she was trying to define everything. Whereas me, I'm like, I'm not putting myself in any box at all. Yes. I am. Mm -hmm. I don't want to define what I am because I've lived this vanilla life. So what am I? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm still taste testing, right? I yeah. yep. I know vanilla, <laughs> but I gotta, I, yeah. And you know, uh, where it's really funny, some folks really enjoy having the vocabulary and the language, their safety and definitions in boxes mm. and vocabulary. And then there's others that are like, no, that I've been put in that box for far too long. I want the freedom to explore and label this. And then maybe, you know, kind of explore and say, yeah, I think closest I could pinpoint was, was here, but it's still not quite there, but it's around that area. It's, it's the, you know, ethical non-monogamy polyamory something. <laughs> Right. Exactly. Uh, I had somebody actually um, that I was chatting with that things didn't work out, um, that they introduced me to um, a BDSM test. And I was like, I don't know if I'm even there yet to even <laughs> consider that. And they're like, well, you take this test and it will tell you not only, you know, BDSM or whatever, but it'll tell you, you know, your kinks or whatever. So be really honest when you take it. So I took this test. I'll have to find the link and I'll give it to you. But Please. it was like, I don't know. I think there was like 50 different terms on this thing. And it was like, you're 98% this, you're 95% this. And it ranks it from top to bottom as far as where you fall. And yes, those terms are also on there as well. Um, <laughs> but it had just everything. And I found out through that, that I'm a sub and something else. And I'm like, I wouldn't even known how to term myself to be able to say that I was. Yeah. So and yeah. That's really cool that it's all in this, like, you know, questionnaire. How long was it? Did it take you a while? It sounds like it was kind of hefty. It was, it was hefty. I would say it probably took me maybe 20 minutes, not too long. Oh, that's a good, um, you haven't lost my attention yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> if it would have been longer than that, it probably would have lost me too. But it was the, each question was so, um, so specific. There were some that I was just like, I have no idea where I fall. Wow. I'm like, let's say it's a maybe so we'll say yes to that one or they'd be like i don't know what i feel about this one but mm, probably not so there was a lot of those maybes where it was like okay i really need to define one way or another so mm -hmm. it was really kind of interesting because it kind of opened my eyes to how much vanilla i actually am 
right? And sometimes I think I'm like, oh, I'm super freaky. And then I hang out with friends who I'm like, nope, nope. I'm like vanilla with a little drizzle of something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Some of the friends and some of the friends that we've met from the podcast, it's been so fun, you know, just expanding my own vocabulary and what's out there. And it was like, wow, how many aha moments I've had on here of who I am or where I fall somewhat within, you know, a, a, a box border is what I'll say. I don't want to, there's two, I don't want a whole boxed in. <laughs> I want yeah, an there you go. A box but, with a lid. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, um, it's been fun just to, to become more self-aware than anything. So it sounds like that questionnaire was a lot of, you know, that you had to ask yourself some questions and really think about what would I do in that? Um, that's super fun. Yeah. Um, so this questionnaire BDSM, what else has like come up during this exploration the last few months for you? Um, well, uh, with the whole dating situation as it was, um, I found that dating is actually easier when you have the, the poly route because people kind of cut to the chase a little bit more. It's not, Mm -hmm. I mean, I won't say, obviously you could go the route of, uh, the swinger as in my definition of a swinger is, they're there to play around. Um, whereas a poly is more wanting to actually build a relationship and things like that. So if that's a wrong definition, it's the box that I put that word in. So don't come down on me on it. You um, can own it how you want. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. Uh, and, and with that, um, I've been able to, you know, really get to know, uh, people in the poly community where I've been able to talk to them and go, how does this work? And then in the dating part of things, you know, they literally will come out straight out and be, what are you looking for? Why are you in poly? You know, instead of, you know, in the dating world where literally you could go five to 10 dates before you really get into, am I the person you're looking for? Or are you just, am I just here to entertain your day? Yeah, exactly. So, um, and it's really been interesting to, to define that because, um, we had to define our, we had to define it as a couple first as to why are we looking outside of our marriage? What's the reason behind it? Uh, and for, for my wife, it was, um, basically fulfilling, uh, the feminine companionship that she's not getting as a bisexual. Um, and then also just to have a little bit of spice of flavor of another guy. Um, what's been interesting about that though, is the guys that she's most drawn to are dad, bod, bearded, bald, nerdy guys like me, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, Cause she's kind of found that box for her and that's cool. Um, whereas my goal and what I, when I tell anybody that asks me what I'm looking for is I'm looking for, something that is outside what I have with my wife. Um, Our connection was Star Wars originally. Um, She had a huge collection of Star Wars toys. She liked Star Wars. And that was kind of the basis for the relationship when it started. Uh, 
and come to find out, you know, she's kind of, what's the word I want to use? Grown up. I don't want to offend the nerds out there because um, I'm not grown up. I still love that kind of stuff. Um, and so we've kind of diverged a little bit from that a bit. Um, I still love comic books, cartoons, pop culture, all that kind of stuff. And she's not in that realm as much. Um, and so my definition of what I'm looking for is I'm looking for the nerdy person that fulfills that need that I'm not getting from my wife anymore. Mm. Uh, and so I literally, when I get asked that question, I tell them I'm looking for something that's not my wife. And then I say, are you up to a pop quiz? And they're like, uh, okay, we've just barely met. And I'm like, it's nothing bad. It's not one of those pop quizzes. Uh, and I've come up with like four questions that they need to at least answer two, maybe three of those questions. And if they can, then, okay, we're on a pretty good level that I, I like where this is headed. Um, like goth level, nerd level, or both? Nerd level. I, <laughs> I, I know, I know straight off the bat with a picture, I can goth be like, okay, goth yeah. check, yeah. you know? Um, and I've, and I've found somebody and unfortunately they're in Canada. So it's like, ah. damn it. You meet, you meet the nerd qualifications and the goth qualifications, but you're too far away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, um, okay. So now so, I want like an example of one of the nerd questions. Is that okay? Could, yeah, sure. You... There's only four. So yeah. I literally give them all. So the first one, um, and we'll pause for uh, dramatic effect on each one. So people can think about them. Um, but my first question is the easiest one that I could think of from a nerd perspective. And that is what is the most unlucky uniform color in Star Trek? White see, or brown? See, I've already, so I've already lost Mariah, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> so the answer to that one is red. Uh, the terminology of red shirt, you know, they're the ones that always die when they go down to the planet surface and all that stuff. So it's a common oh, joke in the nerd community. I'm like, I'm like white. So it'd get dirty or brown. because that's just <laughs> never that. <laughs> that dude's wearing the brown pants. Shoot. Uh, <laughs> uh, so next question uh, is uh, complete this phrase uh, through dangers untold and hardships unnumbered. It rhymes. I feel like I know I've heard it before, but that's all. Okay. Um, I have fought my way here to the castle beyond the goblin city to take back the child you have stolen from Labyrinth. I was like, I know I've recognized like the cadence of this. Yeah, I know it's from um, the Labyrinth, but that's all. Like I couldn't finish it for you. Uh, next one is um, kind of AP level for me. Um, only a select few would probably know the answer to it. Uh, and the questions, um, who is Fulcrum? And you'd have to really be into this particular niche to know the answer to that one. I know I've heard this. <laughs> That's the saddest thing. Okay, well, you're going to have to give it to me on this. this I'm, one, I'm Oprah. 
<laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't work out between me and Mariah. Oh, Dang. darn it. <laughs> uh, so Fulcrum is a character from uh, Star Wars. Fulcrum is a code name that was used, and it's by a couple of different people, but most people would know um, Ahsoka Tano because she's been on The Mandalorian, plus she was in um, Rebels, and she was also in um, Clone Wars. So, so if you get that one, you're, you're on a good track. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, and then I've got a fourth one that kind of varies on my mood that day because I've got like several that come up. So depending on how they did on those first three, if they get two out of the three or they give me a really good explanation on one of them, then they can still win. Um, I had one person say uh, something about the red shirts. Oh, they said um, unless they're going up against stormtroopers in Star Wars because stormtroopers would never be able to hit the red shirt, but the red shirt would still die. So if when she came up with that answer, I was like, okay, bonus points for that. So great. Um, yeah, so it's kind of just one of those things that I've come up with that uh, is fun for me. It's a good way to um, kind of start a conversation when, you know, it's past the, where are you from? What do you do for work? You know, all the stupid, what I refer to as job interview questions now. Yeah. Um, surface level. Yeah. Um, get, get past that. <laughs> yeah. It's, that's, um, like you said, you're actually looking for companionship, not just someone to spend time with like surface level. Anyone could sit here and chat, you know, or, or kind of have a friendship, that kind of thing. But this is at that deeper level where you can find that connection of something you're missing. Yeah. Fill that role. That's awesome that you've been able to recognize that for yourself. And I love the fun, the playfulness of the questions. Like that's so great. Everyone should come up with some of their unique questions. Um, You know, not that you're, uh, what is it interrogating somebody, but just, you know, just for funsies, like what do we have in common kind of thing. And now I'm like, I'm sitting here like, Ooh, what would I ask? What would be some questions? It definitely wouldn't be sports. Never done sports in my life or into sports. That's definitely something I've been into because my spouse is into. Yeah. That's super fun. I'd, I'd have to think of some obscure things. Maybe some um, like Ace Ventura references or something. Yeah, you could do, you know, any kind of pop culture craft uh, questions yeah. work, you know, like I've told my wife to come up with something like that to see if the, you know, if these guys are like really super nerdy because that's the only thing they talk about or bring up other stuff, like throw a Grey's Anatomy quiz question at him. I mean, she's watched every single episode. So throw that out there, see if they mm-hmm. come back with an answer. So that's been really a lot of fun to do um, and try that out. But uh, I have kind of a funny story that I want to share um, that uh, it's, it's interesting because uh, through organically finding people, I, I put forth the question to you as far as how do I navigate dating apps and stuff? And that's why I'm here. Uh, So I threw that out on one of the poly sites. Well, actually several of the poly sites, not only poly dating uh, Facebook pages, but also just poly support. And um, it was, I refer to it now as the woe is me post because it kind of was that it was, how do you do this? 
you know, and I explained the difference between my wife and what I'm going through. And I had someone respond to me and say, well, I'm not looking for anybody right now, but why don't you DM me what you put as your dating bio and what are some of the pictures you're using? And let's see if we can figure it out. So I started talking with them, sent them over my bio and they're like, that's, that's cute, but let's do a couple of things to it. And she kind of helped me adjust things around at that same time. I had another uh, female DM me and say, well, don't go through the dating app. Let's just talk. And I was like, awesome. Here's something that 18 years ago, you didn't see very often. Now women, for God's sakes, ask the dude out. It's not going to hurt, you know? So she come out and asked me, you know, let's just talk. Uh, She's like, I don't care about your bio or anything, you know, you'll figure that out, but let's just talk. So um, she and I have been talking practically every day. Uh, We'll refer to her as H. And then um, the other gal that wanted to help me with my bio, we'll refer to her as E. And um, talking to both of them, I found out that H is um, married and her husband has a girlfriend. And this is where the polycule really starts to come into play. And so I, if I'm staring up in my head, it's because I'm trying to remember how it all works. <laughs> I know. I always need a chart. Just draw it <laughs> yep. for me. Please. Draw it. And I've the done pictures, that at night. I've laid, in, I've laid in bed and I've actually. <laughs> and we're back again. <laughs> Just back. a little, you know, sex remission. Is that what we're calling it? So. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, okay. So um, anyway, we're talking about diagramming. So yeah. Um, her and her husband moved in with his girlfriend. Um, her and her husband have a few kids. And I guess the girlfriend had a big house, just went through a divorce, got the house and needed occupants. So now they've got this great polycule, the three of them uh, and their kids. So I'm talking to uh, to H and finding out about this relationship. Uh, and then I'm talking to E and E's going through all of the um, stuff to fix in my bio and pictures and things like that. And because of E, I've actually gotten a lot more hits. So I'm very happy about that. So something worked that she did, Wow, um, which is really cool. And then after they fixed everything, she was like, you know what? I'd love to still be a friend and still chat with you and see how things are going. And I was like, that's awesome. So we kind of just talked a little bit more and uh, I asked what they did for work and stuff. And I found out, that um, she had broken her leg. And I asked in more detail, well, how'd that happen? What did you do? And she says, well, I was, I was helping my, my boyfriend move in and she kind of left it kind of pretty vague. And I started kind of putting things together a little bit going, okay, this is really weird that uh, H has just moved in with her husband's girlfriend. And then E is telling me that her boyfriend just moved in with her and I'm going, okay, this is really weird. So I started kind of going, okay, I'm going to kind of put some feelers out and see if I can get the two stories to start kind of merging together and see if I was on the right track. And literally through just asking a couple of questions and talking through a few things, I found out that H and E were metas and they were sharing 
a husband and boyfriend. And I was like, holy crap, this is funny because, and I started texting them both and saying, do you know E? <laughs> oh yeah. Do you know H? Oh yeah. And I'm like, well, funny you should say that because I'm talking to both of you at the same time. Uh, and so uh, come to find out the only one I'm not talking to in the polycule is the husband right now. Um, <laughs> but we have a few things in common. So it's turned out that I've kind of almost been accepted into that polycule just because, you know, I'm going to be possibly H's boyfriend. And then, you know, they have what they refer to as a kitchen table poly. Yeah. Um, which is you can sit around at the kitchen table. You're practically a family kind of thing. And they're like, we do game nights and we do card games and stuff. Do you do that? I'm like, yeah, I haven't done that for a really long time. And they're like, well, come up and do that with us sometime. And, and then uh, H was like, oh, great. I've been asked to go out on dates with E and my husband. And now I don't have an excuse because you know E. And so I can't get out of it as easy. And I'm like, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> So that's pretty great. Really interesting how that all kind of fell together. Um, but it's a small uh, world. It's a it's a very small world and very supportive. And the competition, like it's not competitive. It's not like I have to jump at this person before you do and take them off the market, kind of thing. Like all those little things, all those little worries. Um, I mean, you you trade them off for different other things that are more, you know, more time, more not competition is what I meant to say, like calendar time more like things like that. Lots more communication, but that's really cool that it just kind of ended up being really supportive and funny, small world. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She'd actually sent me a message H she sent me a message. Um, yesterday we were talking about, um, she has an amazing singing voice. And I've mentioned that to her several times. And she shared with me an app that um, is kind of like karaoke. And so I've oh, actually fine. been able to hear her sing. And I'm like, you know, you have such an amazing singing voice. And I'm like, you're, uh, you've got an amazing job. You're, you know, basically upper management and you're doing well for yourself. That's awesome. And I'm like, I, I just want to know how you, how you even find me remotely attractive. I mean, you know, her, her husband is, a lot better built than I am. He's definitely not got a dad bod. Um, he's got a full head of hair, which I don't. Uh, and I said, I just, I don't get it, you know? And she says, well, you know, you have other qualities that I think are really awesome too. And we started kind of building each other up. And she says, it's funny, you come up in our polycule conversations all the time, and they're probably tired of hearing about you. And oh. I'm like, wow. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, it, it, it's neat to see that and to see the support that happens in the, the polycules and um, just that family dynamic and how different it is, but how much more welcoming and inviting it can really be once, yeah. once you find it and it's gotta be organic, you know, it's really the dating apps are cool, but it doesn't quite work the same. The most successful polyam relationships I've seen have been ones that aren't, I mean, maybe an introduction or I know someone who knows someone or I, we dated online, we met online, but then, you know, and it's kind of this swirl around thing. And then it's happened really, really naturally, organically, like you said, 
Um, you know, and, and you brought up something too, that you were kind of asking her like, Hey, I'm quite different, you know, even physically than this other partner, but you said yourself with your wife, you're looking for someone who's very different because that fits a need that you have. Um, it's not because it's a better than, um, it's really just a, a different than. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that really fits that need. What I'm looking for. I want someone that I can connect with on this way or connect with on this way. And sometimes it's not about physical connection or mental connection. Sometimes it's, you know, the other way around or, um, or me, I am a romantic and we've, I've talked about this on the show. And so it's hard for me to give that to my spouse. And so I'm like, go find romance somewhere else. (laughs) Not that I'm not willing to, but it is like, I'm highly encouraging it. Like it's, um, and I'm sure it'll come in totally different shape, size, or, uh, you know, personality, but it's definitely filling that need. So it's really cool. And I wonder if it's something, a piece like that, a puzzle piece like that of, um, but it's, it's cool that you brought that up and you've seen that side, you know, have someone else that you're looking for and then know, you know, what you were looking for. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because, um, she's definitely not a goth, you know, she doesn't fit that category. Um, but there's, there's something that we connect with that's, um, it's a different kind of connection. And so, uh, it's really neat to see that the success from, trudging through this for the last couple of months and going, you know, am I even doing this right? Is it even worth it? Um, you know, my wife has said that several times with the umpteen millions of sharks that she has coming after her, if it's really all worth it. Um, but she's finally starting to um, find women that are now texting her back. And she's got, I'd say three that she's really interested in. And we talk about that, which is really kind of interesting too. You know, she knows what she looks like. Uh, and, um, you know, I know who she's looking at and I've asked about him, you know, how's, how's M doing? How's D doing, you know, and going through all that uh, really opens up our own relationship because I look at those person, the people, especially the guys and I go, it looks just like me, you know? <laughs> And so she's got to she's got to explain that and go. Oh wait, wait, wait. Yeah, he does, and he's nerdy like you too. And I'm like, but I thought you were going for something different. And she's like, with guys, I don't know. I guess that's what I like. And I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> I have to I have to relate a lot to that. I have I have a type for men, and you know, for women, it's it's still an exploration. Like I haven't found that type yet. So that's. Um, that's kind of funny, uh, that you've been able to point that out for her <laughs> say, Hey, that looks interesting. <laughs> that looks similar. Um, that's pretty funny. Yeah. It's, you know, just the conversation. I mean, it, obviously Polly's not for everybody. No. However, Mm-mm. it, uh, it really takes a different view when you look at it in the right light. Yeah. And I can tell that to anybody because I think a lot of people th- see polyamory as being the swinger side of things. Again, my definition, you know, or, um, 
an insatiable, like you're never going to be satisfied. You're always just jumping from the next thing. So you don't have to commit. That's another one that I hear, you know, it's like, oh, these are just people who don't want to commit, but don't want to be alone. Um, right. so that's sad to hear too. Um, and it could be true for some, but also look at the people who are married, who are just too afraid to get divorced. You know, it's right. it, any type of relationship. There's always an, an unhealthy example or, um, you know, one that you're just like, yeah, it's not for me. And I don't want to do it that way. Just because I say polyam or ethical non-monogamy, it can look vastly different from anyone else. And that's why I love to always kind of say and, and hear about other people's experiences too, because, oh, I didn't think of going that pathway or, you know, someone else kind of finding their partner's partner or helping them find their partner's partner. And it's something that like, we have deep trust. You probably know what I like. You can probably pick that out. You know, that kind of thing, not for everyone, but it could be something to explore. And another part of that same track is um, it's a joke that I've seen come up several times is um, those that um, say a a single woman that finds a couple that is looking for a third, right? Um, That they, they often say it's safer than just dating a single guy because there's already a woman who has vested him and knows that he is safe or whatever the case may be. And I think that's really kind of interesting if you look at it that way. And I've actually thought, you know, it's like, you know, honey, why don't you take the wheel and, you know, (laughs) introduce me or something that maybe that'd do the trick, you know, Um, because it's so true that, uh, you know, your partner really knows who you are and can probably point somebody out in a mall and go, you'd probably go good with them you know, or something like that. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Cause you know, my husband and I, when we're out in public, we're like, Oh, she's cute. She's cute. Go talk to her. You go, you go, you know, like all the time. <laughs> um, so it is pretty, it's, it's fun. And it really does open up a, a different side. And just like you said, it's a lot of self-exploration. Um, but it sounds like you've been able to explore also together and communicate and exploring just how your relationship is changing within, you know, that long-term, your spousal relationship. Um, but you've had some successes you were saying, mm-hmm. you know, some, some things are improving that first bit of discomfort. Um, so if anyone's looking to explore more, what's some piece of pieces of advice that you'd have for them? Well, first and foremost is don't ever give up. Um, but at that same token, um, when you find someone that you connect with, um, kind of feel them out a little bit, but don't be afraid to, I don't know, what's the word I want to use? Commit, um, jump in with both feet. I don't know how to describe it. Um, and the reason why I say that is uh, I was very reserved um, with H and I wasn't sure how to really move forward because we we haven't actually physically met in person yet um but i feel a really strong connection with them and uh <laughs> tiktok wow the algorithm figures you out pretty quick oh so quick <laughs> so quick i'm like so, this is eerie <laughs> yeah so so i have 
I have LGBTQ. Um, my my daughter has come out as being pansexual, and so she and I have a lot of the same likes and stuff. And so all of a sudden, I'm I'm on the uh, alphabet mafia side of things in L- in mm-hmm. TikTok, uh, as well as several other. You know, I get the cosplay and I get the Star Wars and stuff like that, the nerdy stuff that I'm into. But I found somebody that is um, very much LGBTQ. Um, she's married. Her husband's been married for a while and she has a girlfriend and she's just barely getting into polyamory as well. And she puts it all out on TikTok, but she never she never mm-hmm. shows her husband and she never shows her girlfriend. But she talks about him all the time. And somehow I was, I connected with her like just when she started and um, I'll find her name and you can put it in the notes or whatever later. Um, but uh, she has a Q and a section. You can click on it and ask a question. And I said, I flat out told her how I was feeling about H and I was like, I don't know if I should jump into this. I feel really connected to her, but I'm not sure. And she ended up putting a TikTok out about it. And she's like, don't be afraid. She's like, you might get your heart broken, but at the same time, you might have the most exciting time of your life. And so I've taken that to heart. And I tell anybody that's part of this life or wants to become a part of it, or even just getting back into dating for two put yourself into it, but obviously you've got to vest a little bit into the, the other person to see if you can do that. Yeah. Um, and I ended up sending H the TikTok answer. And I said, Aww. Hey, can you, can you watch this? And they watched it and they messaged me back and they said, were you asking about me? And I said, absolutely. I said, I'm, I'm scared. And she came back and she said, don't be, she said, what she said was right. So it was really cool because I got that affirmation of, yeah, jump in with both feet with me because, you know, I've, I've already got a husband. I'm looking for a boyfriend. You've got a wife. You're looking for a girlfriend. This might be great for both of us. So let's do it and see what happens. So that's my biggest piece of advice is don't ever give up and, you know, commit to it, really get into it, find friends, find, you know, find your Christian gray, you know, I will. (laughs) I will forever be indebted to her and what she's done for me. Um, And she's literally, she texted me one day and I was at work and she's like, I know you get off a half day early on Fridays. She's like, I'm in the area. Do you want to go to lunch? And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. How cool. And yeah. And so it was really neat. And we talked about, you know, Polly and where things were at and how I was doing and what was going on. And it was really neat to have that. And so finding somebody just as a friend, don't look at it going into this going, I need a girlfriend or a boyfriend right away. Go into it with, I just want to make connections. I want to make friends and then see what happens. (laughs) Right. And when I kind of, when we started exploring this side, I couldn't tell you, I actually felt like I could be friends with somebody of the opposite gender so much more than before because it was guarded you can't flirt with other people. And I'm a jokester. Like I love joking around. I'm always teasing friends. And that comes off as flirting for most people. Right. And which sometimes I totally flirt with most of my friends. Right. So, um, so that's the fun. Do you know if I'm flirting or joking? Um, it's, it was hard to, to have friends of the opposite gender. And I felt like I never could. 
until it was like, no, really, I now can very much know exactly, is this a sexual like friendship or is this a friend friendship? And I can define that. And I'm not afraid to define it early on and say, yeah, this is where I'm at with this. So you get to have, I think, stronger friendships and stronger intimate relationships. Absolutely. That's my little thing about like, how cool was it that I could just give myself permission to be like, no, because I'm not worried just to talk about, talk to anyone. I was like, and that's a dumb way to go about it because I'm bisexual. So it should be anyone that I'm talking to. (laughs) Right. Right. That's yeah. It, it really, um, you know, I had an experience with that um, before becoming part of Polly. Um, I had a friend uh, who was female, um, very much into females only. And they, they said early on in our friendship, they're like, do we need to have a talk? And I'm like, well, what do you mean to talk? And they said, I, well, I've never had a guy friend that didn't think that I was flirting with them. Mm-hmm. And and they're like, can you can you handle a friendship where that's all that's all it'll yeah. ever be? Yeah. And I'm like, well, thank you so much for bringing it up, because now I could be a better friend to you because that isn't remotely on the table at all to, you know, have the jokes like you're saying and and wonder, are you flirting? No. So now our jokes, I mean, our jokes include that if I ever decide that pegging is an option, she's going to be the one I go to first. Right. Aren't those jokes so much more fun with people that, you know, that is the like, there's just, that's the, the chemistry isn't there. It regardless if you have the parts or not, like the chemistry isn't there. And that's why I have friends that, you know, that are guy friends that I'm like, this is so freeing to have that relationship. And you're pretty much like that brother sister relationship we're mean to each other. We tease each other, you know, we wrestle around. We're not nice kind of sometimes. Um, but it is so much fun because there's not that worry because you've been able to knock that out pretty early on. Yeah. And you could joke, you can do the flirty joke and you'd like, wait, you know, and you're like, Oh, you're just completely kidding. And you know, that's where they're coming from. Yeah. Yeah. So you're like, you can have that flirt joke. (laughs) It's more for everyone else in the room. They're like, did they just say that to each other? What? Right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Super fun. Super fun. Oh, so it's been an adventure is what I'm hearing and one worthwhile yes. for you. So that hero's journey is just you're, you're on the, the unknown world right now. Yeah. It's really cool. Really cool yep. to hear about. Um, so explore it. Don't be afraid to fully go explore. You don't have to have those weird walls up is what we, you know, just for trying to kind of convey. Um, online dating looks vastly different between males and females. It just always has, I feel like. Um, so when you had your profile like updated, did you notice anything? Was it like wording? Was it better photos or was it just like, you know what? It was It was some magic that someone put out there and you're just accepting. (laughs) Well, um, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure what it was that really changed much Um, in the bio part. um, E did actually point out a couple of pictures that are like, probably take this one out and take this one out. But I turned to my wife and I said, they're saying 
telling to take these two pictures out. She's like, those are the ones I really like. And I'm like, okay, I'll keep them in there. So mm. I didn't make that adjustment. In fact, we just had family pictures done mm, two months ago. I think it was about two months ago. And um, my wife actually pulled the photographer aside, who's a family friend, and she's known us for a long time. She goes, hey, um, we've just opened up our marriage to an ENM relationship. And can you take a couple of pictures of Jason so that he can throw it up on his profile? And the photographer looked at her and looked at me and she's like, I knew it. I knew there was something different about you guys. (laughs) And she's like, absolutely. So she actually took pictures of just me um, for the focus of having those professional pictures on a profile. Um, And so it really kind of captures who I was. And uh, one of the things that uh, he did mention is he said, you're not putting out the, um, the masculine pictures that guys throw out. So I will say this to anybody that any guys out there that are putting a profile on together, women don't necessarily need to see you catching the biggest fish in the ocean. They don't necessarily need to see you with a dead deer in front of you. They're going <laughs> to, they'll get to know you that way. Eventually just focus on you. And, and that's what she said. Yeah. 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 You don't need to show them that you're a manly man or, you know, building a house or your shirt off and you've got to show all your muscles. She's like, now just show who you are. And she's like, these pictures show that you are a geek and a nerd and people will see that in your pictures right away. And I'm like, cool. Then I'll keep those the way that they are. Um, Be your authentic self. Absolutely. Always be honest, you know, throw it out there. You know, I'm looking for just friends throw that out there to start with, if that's the way you want to go, but don't put in there. And this is my first profile that I put together. I will say that I made this huge error. And that was, I put looking for friends, maybe developing into more. Don't put that in there. Just looking for friends. The rest will come. So it will come or it won't. Yeah. And you're still going to be happy with the time you've spent with the people that have made that impact. Cause it sounds like you've Right. That's exactly what you were just saying with, with, um, E mm-hmm. she was the one who was just, again, supporting you and your profile, yep. um, you know, and it's a friend. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Super awesome. Um, anything else that you want to give anyone advice on? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I think we've kind of discussed pretty much everything. Uh, just yeah, go out there, fun. have fun, you know, listen to this podcast. If this is the first one you've listened to, go back and listen to the others because they're great. They're worth it. They're so much fun. Thanks so much, Jason. Really appreciate it. And if I have any goth girls listening, they can email me at saltysexcast at gmail.com and I'll give you Jason's info. <laughs> Absolutely. I would love that. He's got to come or up you- with four new questions. Yep. Or if you could pass the questions that were on there without hearing the answers first, I'll take that into consideration. Sounds great. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. I will see you in two weeks. Again, you can email me, follow us on our social media. We have Facebook, Twitter, and a little baby Instagram. I don't even know how to find it, but it's salty sex cast with a bunch of periods in between sex. I don't know. You'll find it somehow. Um, or you won't and that's okay. And, um, if you'd like to financially support the podcast, become part of our 
online little family. We get together and we have some fun um, Zoom calls and play games and do all sorts of cool things. Um, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash salty sex cast. I hope everyone has a fantastic two weeks and I will talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the salty sex cast. Ready for round two? Find us on Facebook.